This is Building Resilience Podcast, Episode 78, Who is in Your Car? Welcome to the Building Resilience Podcast, where you will learn all about building resilience in yourself and helping others build it too. Drawing from the principles of positive psychology, neuroscience, and coaching, I will help you face all the challenges and adversities that life throws at you and help you do more than just survive. I will help you thrive. I am your host, Leah Davidson, and I am a certified life coach and speech language pathologist. I will help you manage your mind, your emotions, deal with your stress and your overwhelm, and lead a more purposeful and joyful life. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. How are you doing? What is happening in your world right now? I can tell you that I'm recording these podcasts ahead because I know that when they air, we have a lot going on in our family in June. We have a wedding and we're taking a big family vacation and I am so excited for all these things. I may even be away right now when this airs and I will tell you, I know I'm going to be enjoying it. I am a work hard, play hard kind of person. So I must admit, I have a hard time relaxing. I talked about the last time getting to know yourself and I'm an Enneagram one. And if you know anything about Enneagrams, then you'll know that ones have a hard time relaxing. They're often in productive mode. So when I go away, I do take a break. Although in all honesty, I still love reading and listening to podcasts, but I find consuming information to be so relaxing. And that is likely because I am a learner on the Gallup uh, Strength Finders test. And if I'm away with my family though, I also know I'm going to be spending a lot of time just having fun with them. My family, they are a blast. We have so much fun when we are together. And I know we all need a break. We need that time to detach and have fun and enjoy. So make sure that you are doing that with your families, your friends, with yourself. You can have a lot of fun with yourself as well. Today, I'm going to share with you a couple of analogies that really work well for me. You might already know that I love my analogies. I laughed because I saw that one of the podcast listeners had titled their review, Queen of Analogies. And I was so flattered. I loved it. So thank you so much. You know who you are. I love coming up with analogies. I love hearing them. I love taking them and twisting them and making them my own. So several years ago, I read a book called Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. If you haven't read it, you need to go read it. It is so good. In fact, when I pulled it out to use it when preparing for this episode, I moved it into the pile of to read again books because it really resonated with me when I read it about five years ago. And there was one particular part that struck me. So Gilbert talks about courage and fear. Remember we talked last episode all about courage and how it doesn't really feel good because we need courage when we are doing something that's scary. So she says, she talks about how you don't want to kill off the fear. You basically need to make space for it. And she shares a welcome speech that she prepares for fear. And she delivers right before embarking upon any new project or big adventure. So I'm going to share what she writes. She says, dearest fear, creativity and I are about to go on a road trip together. I understand you'll be joining us because you always do. I acknowledge that you believe you have an important job to do in my life and that you take your job seriously. Apparently, your job is to induce complete panic whenever I'm about to do anything interesting. And may I say, you are superb at your job. So by all means, keep doing your job if you feel you must. But I will also be doing my job on this road trip 
which is to work hard and stay focused. And creativity will be doing its job, which is to remain stimulating and inspiring. There's plenty of room in this vehicle for all of us, so make yourself at home. But understand this, creativity and I are the only ones who will be making any decisions along the way. I recognize and respect that you are part of this family, and so I will never exclude you from our activities, but still, your suggestions will never be followed. You are allowed to have a seat, and you are allowed to have a voice, but you are not allowed to have a vote. You are not allowed to touch the roadmaps. You're not allowed to suggest detours. You are not allowed to fit with, fiddle with the temperature. Dude, you're not even allowed to touch the radio. But above all else, my dear old familiar friend, you are absolutely forbidden to drive. When I read this, I was blown away because I love the idea that I didn't have to get rid of fear in order for me to do something. Fear could come along for the ride that it's not an either or situation, it's an and situation. So then I took it a bit further. I started to think about what other emotions I would have in my car with me on my travels. So I borrowed from Gilbert's analogy of an emotion being in the car with me and I developed my own analogy. So picture this and let's see if it works for you too. We are all in a car driving along to our destination. And of course, you know by now that I believe that life is actually the destination. The question is, who is driving your car? Now, sometimes we allow our survival brain or the monkey, as I often call it, to be driving. Oftentimes, that's who's driving until we become more aware. And monkey represents all the emotions that we have that are not necessarily helpful to us. Monkey encompasses fear and hurt and shame and embarrassment and any insecurity we have. Now, these are all very real feelings and we do need them along in our journey, but they are not necessarily good drivers. I like to say that monkey should not be driving. He does not have a license. He's reckless. He pulls off into every detour. He spends hours at a time doing nothing. He will always take the easy road, even if it gets to the wrong destination. He doesn't care. He just knows that while the highway's paved, he's going to get on it. So monkey is not necessarily the best option to be driving your car. The first thing you need to be asking yourself is monkey driving my car. Am I doing things on autopilot? Am I doing things that keep me on the easy road? Am I doing things that keep me safe and protect me from growing? Because if I'm doing those things, then maybe monkey is actually driving. It's not to say that we don't want monkey in the car with us. We actually need him in the car because he's there to protect us. He can also help us to have some fun. So we definitely want him in the car. We just don't want him driving. Now the question becomes, who do we want driving our car? Now I like to think of our car as having four seats, the driver, the passenger, and the two back seats. And of course there's the trunk. I actually like to throw my monkey in the trunk. He comes along for every ride. I pay attention to him. I let him out at rest stops. I just don't let him have much say while we're driving. The question is though, who do I want in my front seat? And I want you to really think about this. Who do you want driving your car? I'd like to offer to you that your present self needs to be the one driving your car. Present you is the driver. She's the one who's in charge. 
and you want to get to know her. We want to be aware of what she's thinking, needing, feeling, and how she wants to act because she's an active participant in her life. She's not a victim to his circumstances. She gets to make decisions. She gets to decide what to get on and off the road, which roads to take, when to take a break, what snacks to have, what music to listen to. She is in charge. So ask yourself, is present you driving your car? If not, then I'll invite you to find out what you need to do to get in the driver's seat of your car. Obviously, this is something that we work a lot on in coaching because most people have never thought about who's driving their car. Now, let's talk a little bit about who's in the front passenger seat. If you think of somebody who usually sits in the front passenger seat, it's often a person who gets along well with the driver and who can also offer some navigation. So this passenger knows the final destination and can make sure that you're en route to get there. So the passenger can help navigate around any roadblock or detour. The passenger may also know some shortcuts. The passenger can help the driver stay focused, make sure the driver doesn't fall asleep at the wheel, and even feed the driver snacks. I like to have future me sitting in the passenger seat. Future me knows where I'm going, knows what I need, knows what it takes for me to get there. Future me is an excellent navigator. She will always be in my front passenger seat. Now, let's take a peek in my back seat. And of course, these seats, always up to you. I like to offer, though, that in my back seat, I want to keep past me. Past me does have some wisdom. She has some good experience. She has some great memories. But she doesn't necessarily know where we're going in the future. She only knows where we've been in the past. So she can tend to want to keep going and doing what's familiar. Now, I want her in the car with me because I've got tremendous gratitude for her. She's actually gotten me to where I am now, but she won't necessarily get me to where I want to be. So that's why she's in the back seat. Now, occasionally she pipes up and I can listen to her, but I always check in with future me to see if she's in alignment. And then you have the other seat in the back seat. This is where you can get really creative. Who else would you want to have in the car with you? Who else would you like to have their input? For example, if you're a spiritual person, you may want to have your higher power in that seat. You may want to have somebody you truly value and admire. Maybe it's a partner, a parent, a friend. You may choose to have somebody such as a coach who can help you navigate some of these unfamiliar routes. I look at this as my free spot. I get to choose who goes there. Now, the beautiful thing about who is in your car is that there's room for all of these people. There is room for who you are right now. There's room for who you're becoming, and there's room for who you were. There's even room for your survival monkey, whose job is just to keep you alive. And there's room for a higher power or a trusted confidant. I like to think about this analogy when I'm working towards my goals or when I'm just living my everyday life. I like checking in. Who's in my car? As it helps me realign myself in every way. Now, the other analogy I love is one that I wrote about on my blog several years ago. I'm going to share parts of of it with you here. And when I wrote this, I had just had a session with my coach and we had been talking about some of the goals I had and challenges that I faced. So here's what I wrote. My coach painted the picture of imagining yourself walking along a path heading toward the future that you are dreaming of, and not just dreaming of, but actively walking towards. 
Sure, you may not be exactly 100% certain of what lies ahead or how you're going to make all these dreams come to pass, but you know the direction you want to go in and you're just taking one step at a time, keeping your eye on the final destination. All of a sudden, you feel a tap on your shoulder. You turn around and the person says to you, actually, you can't go that way. You've never been this far before. You're heading into uncharted territory. It's unfamiliar. You don't know the exact path. You need to turn around and come back here. A bit baffled, you ask this person, well, is there something wrong with where I'm going? Is there confirmed danger up ahead? Is there something you know that I don't? No, they respond. It's just that you've never been this way before. So it's unknown. You may not be able to do it. It may just be better to come back here with me to a place that's more certain. You now have to make a choice. Do you forge ahead and keep going on this path that you believe will take you to your new destination? Or do you turn back and go back with this person? What would you do? Now, this got me really thinking. The person tapping me on my shoulder is past me. And past me is scared that I'm venturing into new paths. She wants me to stay safe in the safety zone, to keep doing the same things I've always done, to stay with what is familiar past me feels it's her job to keep catching up to me and tap me on the shoulder and tell me to come back. She's coming from a place of love and concern, but she's also coming from a place of insecurity and desire for comfort and ease and familiarity. She may mask that she is all-knowing and knows that there's danger up ahead, but she really doesn't. All she knows is the past. Now, up ahead is future me. And believe it or not, future me is just as concerned about me as past me. She too wants to have my back, protect me and keep me safe. But she also wants me to grow, push myself and become who she knows I'm capable of becoming because she is that version of me. She has been all the me's before. She knows that there are pitfalls along the way on the path that I'm on. And she knows that I am able to overcome them. She's calling for me to trust her and to consistently take a step forward. I turn to past me and I thank her. Thank her for her concern, for her love, for her experience and wisdom. I thank her for looking out for me. I thank her for always having my back, for sticking with me through some tough times, for allowing me to have the experiences that I needed to have to get where I am. But I do not want to be pulled back by her. I do not need to stay back with her. She has great value and I love her, but I am ready to let her go. Unless she wants to come along with us, she is welcome to become a travel companion as we move forward into the future. She may not want to bring everything with her. She can leave some stuff behind. She may lighten her load, empty out a part of her suitcase to leave new room for new things that we're gonna collect. So many souvenirs to collect along the way. She can give some wisdom along the way too, but she has to work it out with future me because future me is my guide now and will be in the driver's seat. I trust that future me will take us along the best path, which inevitably will include some bumps along the way to the new destination. I can't wait to get there. More importantly, I can't wait for the journey along the way. I am traveling with the best companions. So that is something that I wrote a couple years ago. And when I read it, it still rings true. Who do I want to follow? 
do I want to rely on past me or do I want to follow future me? So I offer to you today, create your own analogies that will help you on your path, on on your journey. Who are you? Who are you listening to? Who is traveling with you? Who do you want to travel with you? You get to decide. So make that active choice. I find it helpful to give these characters names and roles, make them come alive. It helps me to see that one is not me alone. I am made up of parts. I'm made up of my past, my present, my future. I'm made up of my lower and higher brain, my monkey and my CEO. I am my mind, my heart, my soul, my body. So who are your traveling companions? Who is in your car? And if you struggle with figuring that out, don't worry. Just take your time. You are not alone. There are many people that are willing to help you navigate this journey and help you drive this car. And I am one of those people who would love to help you. So I will see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Building Resilience Podcast. If you're interested in learning a little bit more about managing stress, building resilience, and leading a more purposeful life, then make sure we're connected on Instagram and Facebook at Leah Davidson Life Coaching. You can also subscribe to my weekly newsletter at www.leahdavidsonlifecoaching.com forward slash newsletter. Looking forward to connecting.